Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello! And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also Raw, SmackDown, NXT pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, joined by Michael Sidgwick's look ahead to AEW Dynamite this week. All a bit weird. This, my head is sort of on a spin. We've got double or nothing this weekend. Dynamite is on a Friday. It's the go-home show. How are you feeling, Sidge? I'm looking at that card and I'm thinking they must have some killer angle or some absolutely killer promos planned for the mm. show because it doesn't feel like it's radiating all these go-home qualities of like a must-see show ahead of the most must-see show. There's certain matches that I think, is there really any point in putting that on? Like Jumping ahead, and they're doing Darby Allen versus Cesar Bononi. I don't need to be reminded that Darby Allen's great. <laughs> I don't need to see him win, what, a three, four-minute match? It's basically pretext to an angle. Like, I'm not an idiot. I know there's mm-hmm. going to be some involvement with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, but... Yeah, just like an, it looks like an odd card, but some of these odd-looking cards tend to over-deliver, and that's the ex, exact purpose, I guess. And I just feel like they've done, hurriedly, they've done the bulk of the sell for this show across the last two Wednesdays, given that they knew that this was um, not the, the time slot because they could potentially take an absolute battering of SmackDown tonight. Or is that mm. after SmackDown? I don't, I'm like you, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I... I... In my head, I'm completely with you. I, I, I have no idea what to, I think. It, I don't think they're going head-to-head. I think we'd have made more of it uh, had they been going head-to-head with SmackDown. Maybe after It's on Fight TV 3, and it's usually one, so maybe it's going after. Yeah. But also, I think you're right in what you said, and you alluded to it with, with Hamlet, uh last week with regards to the fact that last week was sort of like their proper go-home show of like, here's everything that's built to it. And it's like... I think if, I, I, I think they they know that 
if you're going to buy Double or Nothing, you've already made your mind up before you watch tonight's show. I have no doubt that there will be mo- memorable moments tonight and you've got like Bischoff being involved in that celebration in the inner circle and it's not exactly going to be your, your average weigh-in you sense between Cody Rhodes and Anthony Agogo and you still don't really know technically if it is a triple threat, but it is a triple threat, the AW will talk, or bloody well better be recorded our preview for it now. Um, and as I alluded to on the preview that we recorded... Hey, maybe Dante Martin will be facing Lance Archer for the TNT title on, on Sunday. Stranger things have happened. But yeah, I think they sold the show to the AEW fans with last week's Dynamite and with the topsy-turvy rescheduling and what have you that we have now. It's, it's a show that actual AEW fans will enjoy and watch. And the mutants, as you would say, will sit there and say, oh, it's a bit of a crap show. Or, and will say... Ooh, did a bit of a dodgy rating. It's like, well, yeah, because they just spun their hand around and gone then on the schedule because of the way things have worked this week. But let's get into it. Let's uh, before we get into all the matches, let's talk about something I, I'm really looking forward to, and that is the weigh-in between Cody Rhodes and Anthony Anthony Agogo. Uh, a lot of buzz about him here in England as well. I saw newspapers. I think it was the Mirror possibly saying Anthony Agogo is unrecognisable from the sprightly Olympian that we saw all those years ago competing for Team GB. Now he's going to kick Cody Rhodes' head in on Sunday. Uh, he's obviously experienced at a weigh-in and a wrestling weigh-in almost guarantees shenanigans, but I, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I'm not kind of looking forward to this. I'm hyped for this. Yes. Like, Cody is amazing at hyping up these big matches. Like, he knows the bells and whistles to put on top of them. He knows the production touches to do these things on the night with his entourage. Like, this is Cody's bread and butter. This is a go-go's bread and butter. This expertly positions a go-go as an actual, like, sports guy a legitimate, credible guy with a sporting background. This accentuates his sporting background. This puts him over as someone who's set apart from the AEW roster. I know they've done wins before, but this feels like the absolute perfect route to take this match. And I think it's important. They'll do the they'll do the nationalist patter. They'll do that patter, but I feel like just the the blocking and the production of such a segment will really go some way towards furthering the idea because I think it's already been built that this is like a big time deal this mm. match um, it's been divisive in the build um, but there are so many adjectives you can throw at this and there's so many words and descriptions you can throw at it like it's good but it's not particularly well advised mm. it's big time if this is right I'm going to listen to this I have you, I have you, because why are you calling from a fucking mobile number then? <laughs> Does that make that make that really makes the, 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 the it's convincing? That's the third one I've had today. I'm oh, thinking mate. I've committed a series of crimes linked to my national insurance number and it's going to get cancelled. All right, okay. What's going to happen if I answer that call? Hello? Yeah, 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 you're a criminal. All right, okay, news to me, because I'm not. Right, what do I need to do? Well, yeah, you need to get your new national insurance number. All right, because that sounds illegal if anything it sounds like you're the criminal but never mind never mind what do, uh, okay so how do i do that well first we need your national um insurance number you're the one who's linking it to crime <laughs> you're the one who's linking it to crime so how do you not know it that's the third time i've been rung out is this like the thing? i got i've got a few of these recently uh like you say just from a random phone number not from like an official source going 
Uh, hi, Adam. Uh, Johnny NHS here, and I've uh, got some uh, got some COVID vaccines for you. All you have to do is <laughs> click on this link. Oh, have you? I thought it might go through slightly more official lines, but thanks for that. In the words of Anthony Agogo, if I find one of these cold callers, these fraudsters, I'm going to stove his head in. <laughs> and I'm going to leave his ribs cracked and his jaw jacked. Yes! That's a segue for you. I want Agogo to say some patter like that. Mm. He's been awesome on Twitter. He's been awesome on Dark Elevation. I need him, and I think... It's a sensible idea if you want people to watch him on pay-per-view to have him do this incredible fight talk on your flagship, on Dynamite. So what he's already good at, just on the bigger stage, framed with this real sporting sort of flavor and presentation and some kind of brawl. That's what I want out of this. I want more of Google's Twitter patter and less of the, the flag shagging. Yes, exactly. I know they're interrelated, but... Make it feel like a fight between two men. It's obviously a fight between two people representing two nations. The storyline is what it is, and they're not going to change it at this point. But, like, Google's incredibly dangerous and intimidating and funny on Twitter, and that needs, on this last go-home show, to be um, made more apparent on the Mm. flagship. I think he was talking uh, the other day on Twitter about potentially having a broken rib. I don't think that's the case. I think he's he's all good to go for Sunday. That's is the latest that I saw on that. But yeah, he could easily turn around and say like, "I, you see what happened last week when I fought Austin Gunn? That's me injured. That's me fighting through a broken rib. Imagine now I'm you know getting back to 100%. Or you can just say he is 100%. Imagine what I'm going to do to your ribs, Sonny boy. Like, that's exactly what you need to do. And also, just to cut people off at the pass here, Sid, because some people in the, in the, you know, on Twitter will be like, oh, well, when, when NXT do face-offs, you always bitch them out. No, this works here, because guess what? Anthony Agogo, when he was a boxer, I'm sure talked a lot of trash. I know it's been more physical, this one, but he knows that in kayfabe or whatever, if he jumps Cody, well, he probably, there might be some brawling, but like, if he murders Cody Rhodes there's no fight on Sunday so there's no purse on Sunday so there's no exposure or you know anything like that so the reason why you can go face to face and then you know there might be some catalyst for for like you say flag shagging brawl is because of the, the the history he's got there that's why you can do that with with this sort of thing but um yeah I'm really excited to see this um and yeah give him like you say, this is a card with a lot of wrestling on it. So give them a good few minutes on the mic just to just to sell it. I mean, you don't need to sell me on this, but yeah, I think you just need to get people past talking about America versus the UK and maybe have a go-go make some jibe about the American dream because, you know, Cody's leaning on it and there's the legacy there. And in terms of a catalyst for, for kicking kicking things off, that's the that's the perfect thing, isn't it? Yes. Now let's talk about the TNT Championship match. I'm sorry to Dante Martin. He's incredibly talented. Uh, and I saw a clip I think Andy shared of him bumping like crazy the other week. Uh, he's challenging Miro for this year. He's losing to Miro for the TNT Championship. But how is that happening for you, Sid? One small glaring thing that I'm pedantic enough to criticise AEW for, right, is that whenever there's a guy who or a gal or a team who aren't really on the level of, or in the rankings to challenge a champion, 
And I know it's different because it's an open challenge, but I don't think that's really been made clear with the TNT title or the specific week of it. Call it an eliminator. I mean, it's a TNT title, so now that I come to think of it, yeah, I'm probably wrong. But regardless, look, again, this is another match that's pretext to an angle, and that's fine. It's not particularly thrilling, not bouncing off the walls, but it is what it is. It's going to be one hope spot because the idea is that Miro is amazing at like catching people in midair. Mm. It's class. It's the idea of like the, the shark with the open mouth. And it's like, it doesn't matter how fast you fly into it, like he's got teeth, like you're, you're going to get chewed in half. So Martin's a good opponent for a good opponent for him in a match that's not really gonna like last the distance or be memorable or even be competitive. Post-match beatdown will be good. Like a, a refusal to break the accolade. Mm. Because what's been happening for the past however many months is that it's odd almost that Archer's in this match because, I mean, he's beat Phoenix. Like he's had some big wins on Dynamite this year. But I just can't ever tell if he's a babyface or a heel. Mm. And there's... A tweener is one of those things where I'd rather you were a heel, but you thought you were a babyface and you were deluded. Or, in the wonderful case of Hangman Page, you're a babyface, but you hate yourself and think you're a heel. Mm, right? Yeah. I love just on that. I'd rather there was someone who was in one place, but they were conflicted to go into another, or just a different way of doing a tweener, a heel, and a face. And I'd either have something interesting, whether it's a little bit more fluid, but you can tell what the person really is or where they're heading, or a proper old school face or a proper old school heel. Lance Archer's neither now nor stomach. He has mm. confrontations with Pac, and it's like, are you going to beat him up? Are you going to align with him? Because he was friends with Death Triangle for a bit, but not Pac. And now he's definitely not a heel because he had turned face. I don't know what Lance Archer is. I think this is the last time to properly establish that he is, in fact, a baby face. Yeah. And have him. Because he was like, he was being a dick towards, not the dick, he was like threatening Darby Allen and then Sting seemed to show him the way. The Slant's Archer, I think it's arc, the arc has been a mess. Mm. And the dynamic of this match is a little bit messy as a result. It's never held by the fact that in these days, realistically, we, we play along, we gravitate towards people who are relevant and like good and hot, regardless of what role they're playing in this, what is no longer a morality play. Miro's hot and he's the heel. People want to see Miro win this match because he's the hot one and he's the one who's got this new credibility. He's got loads of buzz. To try and mitigate the problems with this dynamic, Miro needs to kill Martin, mm -hmm. break his back, <laughs> stunning out Archer, who shows a little bit of a good attribute, some good values by sticking up for this little fella. Yes. Or if they want to just do unfocused stuff but make it entertaining, how about Archer can take him and try and kill him better? And they can, like, have a little volley of, like, killing this guy and who can do it the best and who's the biggest monster? One of those two things. Who can throw Dante Martin the furthest? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember who it was he faced. Uh, shout out to our very own Andy Murray, at Andy H. Murray on Twitter, if you want to know what... Miro's probably going to do to Martin tonight. Check out his tweet about what Jason Hotch did on AW Dark. And Dante Martin is far more than just a ragdoll, but my God, he sells absolutely spectacularly in the little gift that I've seen. Uh, and yeah, you sense that Miro's going to do the same, if not worse. And 
yeah, I like that. You need to establish where we stand with with this Lance Archer uh, Miro Miro dynamic, and uh, God, he's going to bend a spot like he did with with Darby Allen when he really sat back on that accolade. That unfortunately is what needs to happen to to Dante Martin um, tonight in the TNT Championship match. In terms of the world title, of course, we are assuming. The AEW World Championship will be a triple threat on Sunday. Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Not confirmed yet, but tonight we will get the response from Orange Cassidy and whether or not he will accept Kenny Omega's offer to defer his title shot. He's not going to, is he, Sige? He's not. Will Bourne, on AEW podcasts, a three-way match will be henceforth known as a three-way match. We will not use their trademarks. Apologies. We will not sell their stuff. The three-way Oh, I'm such an arsehole. Like, I know I am as well. Like, I know I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going to be a three-way. It's going to be a three-way match. It's just... What's important here is the manner by which Orange Cassidy responds. He's already done a bit. Here's the thing. He's already done the bit with the contract. He's funny enough to do lots of bits. He's creative enough to do and clever enough to do lots of bits because this character's withstood that early... Christ, is Orange Cassidy is the best. And he still makes you laugh and all the rest of it beyond the, the punchline of the wrestler who doesn't care, which is a great oxymoronic character. Um, so you could do another bit and that bit would still be funny, but is it maybe time? He's done it once on AEW Dynamite. He's shown a bit of actual fire. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done it in the Chris Jericho feud with a beat down and like a serious promo where he's like, not bro character, but just... He had the character, the real person beyond the the slacker facade drawn out of him. I would like to see that, I think. Maybe there has to be a realisation that, right, it's good that a character like this is getting over, but there's still a certain element of the audience who thinks that he's a bit of a joke and they just don't get it because he has not fight and talk. Maybe it's the time to piss Orange Cassidy off enough from to do like a proper, like take me seriously level promo. I don't know. What do you think? Because we're both there with Cassidy, but does this feel like a main event? Does it have to do traditional main event things to make you feel like it's going to be a main event? Uh, I mean, in terms of what main event and double or nothing. Well, just like a main event feeling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get what you I think, I think on the night, I think it's going to be one of the best things for me. It's it's something that, like you say, it's been a bit low key in the build. It's been sort of dominated by more inner circle pinnacle stuff. And uh, in a way, it's also similar to uh, Shida versus Baker in terms of, I think we are all sort of unanimous in the way we know that it's going to go. So there's that difficulty coupled with it. And also, I think you can maybe play into that tonight. Everyone knows Orange Cassidy is not going to turn around and go, ah, you'll pay me or give me loads of rewards and stuff and I'll just defer it. So maybe lean into that and maybe go really sort of like old school wrestling of like, we all know he's not going to do it. But Kenny Omega's a bit of a knobhead and he might think that money can pay off this lazy chump. So do you know what I'd do? I was just thinking there as you were talking about it. I'd have Don Callis just talk and talk and talk. Maybe have a bit of Omega because I really like what he's doing at the moment when he's on the stick as this heel. But basically, rather than a contract, I know they've given him a contract, but like they're there. Orange Cassidy hasn't said anything, okay? Don Callis has just sort of gone, eh, you, we know you're a bit crap, but get out of the way and then we'll, you'll get a title shot. Maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll main event Dynamite with you or something. And it feels very in character for Orange Cassidy to hold out his hand and Kenny Omega be like, bloody hell, Don, we've done it. 
and he goes to shake it and Orange Cassidy just does the old oh like <laughs> oh too slow and just and then Kenny Omega like furious turns around and just gets chinned by Cassidy and then that's when you do the fired up promo I just think that's the 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 best way of of selling something that we all know is kind of inevitable indeed but before we move on to the next point through both of our scenarios there we didn't mention pack once mm, yes yeah. that's the difficulty like we both did it like that's a difficulty of building a three-way so maybe pack gets involved hopefully not via a promo train um maybe pack can come out bang cast his head on the table because he wants the singles match like with packs with Orange Cassidy's hand, he could do it. And then just before it's about to go down, Cassidy can do like the fish shake. Oh, yeah. still like my arm, and then a three-way melee can kick off. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's mad that we've just sort of gone, oh yeah, and Pat shows up somehow. You know, sorry, before we move on, you know what I saw on Twitter? What? Or squared, I think it was on Squared Circle, actually. Jesus Christ, why do I still go there? Something's <laughs> Sometimes it's useful, like it is for this following bit of information. Someone posted on Squared Circle ahead of Dynamite, not just Double or Nothing, congrat, like a, a screenshot from an email saying, congratulations, your seat's been moved. And it's been moved opposite the hard cam, so they're doing the setup for Old School Daily's Place tonight. Oh, get in. I'm so happy about that. Either I'm not credible if this doesn't happen. The people of Squared Circles are rotten liars. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, let's run through some of the matches we've got to look forward to tonight before we get to that celebration of the inner circle and the honouring of Ikara Shida too. Darby Allen, Cesar Bononi. Uh, obviously, fantastic news about Cesar Bononi. Yes. Get that out of the way first and foremost. Uh, but like you say, it's going to be Cesar Bononi in one corner, Darby Allen with, of course, Sting in his corner. And I know we've got Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page in another match tonight, but it's it's leading us to there by reminding us that, yes, Darby Allen may have lost the TNT Championship, but he's one of the real stars of AEW Dynamite. Indeed, it feels like you know what. If this if this sort of thing happens again, I know I kind of was like Ugh, about it in the intro. 
I would much rather a wrestling promotion did a really nice thing for one of its talents at the expense of, oh God, a full five minutes of TV that probably isn't going to be unpredictable or very good. Because whenever Cesar Bononi's been on Dynamite, it's always happened when he needs a bit of a cheering up mm-hmm. because he's got like a horrendous life circumstances at the moment. Or when it feels like he's past that corner, it's like a way to G him up and like, Hmm. They've just done nice things with Benoni. I think I'd prefer that. In fact, I'd much prefer that to like these things not happening in pro wrestling. It's only five minutes and it's a nice time for the guy. Darby Allen is going to win and he is going to be attacked by Paige and Sky. They might have a much better angle, but I just, I don't know. It feels like they're never going to beat the one that did a blood and guts. Hmm. And I'm, that blood and guts angle was so terrifying that I'm sufficiently terrified ahead of Sunday because of what Ethan Page does to Darby Allen on the regular. So I'm expecting a quite basic boilerplate angle that somehow, if they don't do it on the night itself, I know they've already attacked Sting, but they could re-injure the ankle. Yeah. Find some kind of storyline way of justifying the fact that Sting's not going to be in this match for long mm. um, or for a while. So maybe we'll get some kind of second injury angle tonight. I don't know. It feel, It's one of those things that feels like an obligatory story beat to get to the, the main thrust of the match that will feel electrifying when it happens. You know what I mean? Like, we've got it interesting now on TV. And yes, it's predictable, but you're not going to care less when he sort of shakes it off and hmm. comes back and, and sting in front of 5,000 fans. Like, it's an obligatory, yes, story beat to get to something that's going to be ace. Mm. Yeah, I don't know whether it, it makes complete sense and I can easily see them doing that. But I also think that AEW fans are quite understanding that they aren't going to be like, well, I guess Sting's going to take the majority of this match on Sunday if he's not injured. So maybe, just give him a bit of agency. Maybe, be, obviously, I think they're going to do Evil Uno versus Stu Grayson and Scorpio... Sorry, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page early on in the night and maybe... Afterwards, they go, maybe we're going to stick around and watch a little bit more of Dino because we all know what's coming. So yeah. give give uh, Sting and, and Alan a bit of a bit of smarts. Darby Allen's going to be in there against a, a bloke he's going to beat, but a bloody massive bloke nonetheless. And Scorpio Sky and, and Ethan Page come down later on and go, well, Darby Allen's kind of busy right now. Looks like you're, you know, down on the numbers advantage. And then Sting can pull out the bat because, yeah, let's just give him that instead. Because uh, if he's not injured, I mean, he's... If they attacked him previously, like you're saying, they can just lean on that if need be or do something uh, on the buy-in or the start of double or nothing. But yeah, uh, I'm not going to sit there and go, why isn't Sting working 20 minutes? Like, it's watching six years for Christ's sake. Um, yeah, it's a clear victory uh, and, a, and a, a a really, I wouldn't want to be Cesar Bononi because he's taking a hard coffin drop tonight, I sense. Um Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page then. That's the other match we've just discussed. Straightforward victory for Sky and Page here. Give them a bit of momentum into Sunday. Yeah, there's an NXT flavour to this dynamite. There really <laughs> is. We're going to profile the guys in matches that probably aren't going to be blow away great. Just to remind you people at home that they are good and that's why they're on the, di- on the double or nothing card. I don't want to say it's condescending, but it's not really electrifying either. Hmm. Um, look, here's the thing. We might have got this completely wrong. Some of their go-homes have been utterly phenomenal. They've got something. It's just, this is the trust you have in this company. They've got something because they're creative enough to think about it. And we're not. We're analysts or wrestling fans. 
I'm an analyst, by the way. Um, the match itself, I love watching Stu Grayson. I think he's awesome. The, the whole the, the tag team itself is great, but it's just always particularly nice to watch Stu Grayson. I think it's incredible. Um, a total force of nature. And what I'm most interested in seeing is Ethan Page. Mm. Yeah. Because the single ladder match was so baggy. It was so long. You can get a sense of him really because like it's not a singles match or a tag match. I want to see Scorpio Sky, but particularly Ethan Page on Dynamite because it's different to Dark and Dark Elevation, be awesome. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see them put in a total shift that makes you think, oh, I wonder if we won't get the happy ending with Sting in front of 5,500 fans. Exactly. You will, but do something in this match to make me think that, oh, Darby Allen's in trouble. From one page to another, Hangman page. He's facing Joey Janela. He's obviously got Cage. Not that Cage. Not Christian. Brian, Brian Cage and Hangman. It's very complicated. It's it is, man. Oh, God. Hangman uh, <laughs> page versus Joey Janela. Uh, expect Team Taz involvement in and around this match too, would you say? Um. Yeah. It just feels like... They have put various mid and undercard double or nothing players on this dynamite for the express purpose of doing loads of beatdowns. Mm. Surely it's going to be more creative than that. Like, surely. But when you look at their booking patterns and the personnel involved on this show, it I just I can't see this being a great dynamite. I think I, this is the first time I've ever felt thinking, oh, this feels so obligatory. And maybe this is why it's the Friday one. Maybe. You know what you could do, you could do here, of course? is rather than have Taz, who does a wonderful job, of course, you know, maybe you do another one of those video packages that he does. I love those when he like analyzes and goes, uh, here's his opponent. He's good, but he's got holes in his game and he's going to get battered on uh, on Sunday. And instead of having Taz come out to do commentary on this one, have Ricky Starks. Have Ricky Starks come in and go, yeah, Cage is going to murder Pager. All right, all right. Well, Pager's hit the buckshot lariat on Joe Janela. Cage going to get called by that on Sunday. I would have... Taz and Ricky Starks just take over the booth outright. Oh, that would be a bit different. Move have, over Excalibur. We'll take it from here, lad. Have Brian Cage menace the other guys off the booth because you want to think he's hard and he's got Page's number. And then just, that's a nice little touch of doing it. I like that, Wilborn, a lot. I like that. Mm. As for the match, here's the thing. I think that was my favourite match at All Out. All In, mm. sorry. Page versus Janelle was my favourite match at All In. I thought it was an absolute... Demented thrill ride of a match. <laughs> Insane. So well done. And yet, George Janela and AW so far, like, I've got no hopes for this to replicate that at all. Mm. It's weird because I think what's happened, and I'd much prefer it to be Darby Allen because I think he's better, but I think they've realised that they're quite similar in the kind of feeling that they wish to elicit and they want to keep that special for Darby Allen. So George Janela doesn't quite enter so many deranged performances. But the upshot of that is George and I are doing wrestling matches isn't like that great. It's good. Mm. And it's underrated because he's he gets the worst of the bigot cook mutants. And those are Dave Meltzer's words. No, sorry, Kenny Omega's words, not mine. Mm. Um, Dave Meltzer merely corroborated. No, he's talking about corner. So that was fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joey Janella, TV wrestler, just doesn't feel like Joey Janella. So it's not going to get anywhere near the level of all in. Unfortunately, I just think it'll be a three and a quarter star match. 
yeah, I, 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 it's a shame, like you say. What well, all I'm hopeful from this is someone recognizing bloody hell if this page shows up on Sunday rather than when he got power bombed on the ramp before the match even started. Cage is in for a fight because that's all we need. And that's what I want to see on Sunday. And that's what I'm anticipating. So Joe Janela, unfortunately, is going to have to dedicate his body to the course for that and probably get his head taken off with a nice bookshot lariat. But yeah, straightforward. Uh, in terms of one final wrestling match we've got to look forward to, or potentially at least, uh, Jay Cargill is going to issue an open challenge. Have you got any ideas for this one? Because I've, I've got one, but I'm unsure otherwise what you do with this. This is the thing that Loki interests me the most. It's happening on a, it doesn't feel like it, but in theory it is like a high profile dynamite. It's the, it's the go home. This feels like if they had, I don't know, is it a new signee? Oh. Because if it was just a way of furthering this deal they're doing with Jade Cargill, which is getting a little bit boring, if I'm being honest, of various managers are caught in our services. And I think it's a good story beat because it gets over the idea that there are people so invested in Jade Cargill and think so much of her that they can make money off her. It's it, it's neat. I'm not thrilled by it. Mm. I think it's a good, neat story. That isn't sort of... It doesn't get me fantasy booking. That's the barometer usually. Usually, if it, if it was some kind of continuation of that, it would just be Jade, Car- Jade Cargill in action. Mm. That yes, is cool. Yes. For- Someone's getting murdered in two minutes and they're going to cut a promo over the top of the murdered body. Open challenge suggests to me that there's going to be a pop or they want they want there to be a pop when someone emerges through the curtain. The problem is, is that the independent women's wrestling talent pool, there are talented workers on it, but from an actual optics point of view, someone really critically acclaimed but Obscure comes through that curtain, it's going to feel like one of those early AEW surprises that they try to do. And I was like, no one knows who that is. <laughs> do a vignette, for Christ's sake. Do a vignette because they're not getting over with the lights out pop. So I don't know who it is, but you said you had an idea. And I, I've got no idea, so I want to hear it. Now you've said that, I'm like, oh, Tessa Blanchard's just going to walk out there. No, 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 no. No, no. I, and I, if they had that, they, for me, they wouldn't do that on a moved Friday Dynamite before a pay-per-view. It's, well, they probably wouldn't try and hide the smell. <laughs> you maybe who knows i don't think that's going to happen and the one time that we, we sit here and go not sure about these win-loss rankings is when we talk about jade cargill because we're like stop giving her wins because she's rising up those rankings and then you got, can't put her in a title match yet so jade cargill in action like you say implies a match an open challenge implies something different and you're going to see where i'm going with this very quickly when i say that Mark Sterling, is it, the lawyer? He looks very good in a neck brace, that lad. So I think she's going to go, right, anyone in the back, let's have it out. And I think maybe Sterling walks out and she goes, how many times have I got to tell you, do not interrupt me, do not, you know, take my time. And maybe she just she just nails him with something and goes, look. And maybe even that leads to her hiring him eventually to be this, you know, loser who she just tells what to do or whatever. But that's my only idea for this. I liked Smart Mark Sterling in everything except that go home all out. I think that they took a pelton for doing Moxley versus Smart Mark Sterling in that main event on the go home for all out 2020. And I think they'll not want to 
draw any kind of comparison to that. I think that stings the company. It's like, oh, Christ, we shouldn't have done that. I think Tony Khan has come out subsequently and said, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. So I don't well, think they want to... be a match. I'm yeah, I know, I know, I know, but I don't think they want to evoke any memory of it. Yeah, my, that was my only idea. Go home, I just think, probably not. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah, aside from that, like, <laughs> you on the one hand, you sat there going, oh, it'd be a great visual to her, to her to issue an open challenge and no one to answer, but then you also don't want to make the entire female roster just seem like, not brave like, enough to face her. I like what we're going for, incidentally. It just didn't work. I think what we wanted to do was create the juxtaposition of, oh, here's this geek, and John Moxley beats him, and then MGF beats the out of John Moxley and cuts him open, so it looks worse because it follows such a big sports entertainment deal. I think that was the intent, but it didn't really carry over. Looking here, um, she's been racking up a lot of wins as I look at this, and I don't tell me tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've faced each other. Let me just double check this as I uh, do my work in the midst of doing this podcast. No, Michael Sidgwick, God bless you, God bless me, God bless Layla Hirsch. What do you reckon? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? I want to see more Layla Hirsch on TV. You can. X out that name and put more in. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a problem that hopefully Rampage will resolve. Yeah, I'll take Layla Hirsch. Just because the just in the like, sorry, you look at look at me and look at you. Yeah. And then she gets taken down. And I don't know, maybe the match doesn't even no, I, like that. I do like that. You just want to do the Trump voice, I suspect. I yeah, absolutely. It's just God bless Royal Rumble. God bless <laughs> WrestleMania. God bless Survivor Series. Uh, the last dynamite tonight with Ikara Shida as AW Women's World Champion. I think we all know this. Uh, so it's nice that they can honor her. She's been sensational when she's been given the opportunity. Uh, and it's nice that they're doing this, but we all know where this is heading on Sunday, don't we? We do, we absolutely do. Um, I think they'll do a recap package. Mm-hmm. And on this occasion, we, we've been burying consistently this Wednesday night war when it was an actual war and beyond. The treatment that AEW have and NXT have of talents who don't really speak the language is the first language. Mm. Get interpreters, more Abrahantes, like more Naka, uh, Zawas. Like, not video recaps in one sentence promos. I think... On this one occasion, they should do some kind of a video recap of like a highlight reel of her reign with the idea being, remember this? This is great. This is how she can hurt people. This is how she's hurt literally everyone who stood in that path. On this occasion, as dry as it is, as sort of bankrupt as it is, I would do it just because I think the occasion demands it. It's a nice little well-produced video that puts her over, but more importantly conveys to the audience like Baker, Baker might have more of a challenge than we think. Mm. And you know, Baker can have a brief comment in a backstage thing. It's, it's dead simple. And by the way, we got a big preview, of course, of Double or Nothing coming out tomorrow. And Michael Sidgwick's booking of Britt Baker versus Akarashida, or the conclusion to all that, is magnificent. So make sure you listen out for that one. It is. But I would love to see, actually, now that you mentioned Baker, I'm glad you've done that. After the video. It can cut to Britt Baker watching it on a monitor. And do you remember that expression from one of the early pandemic shows at Daly's Place is when she like rolled her eyes into the back of her head? Mm. 
just do that in front of the screen. And then that's the last of your build. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, finally, tonight, uh, we have a celebration of the inner circle. Got Eric Bischoff involved in all this. And uh, not to do, give too many spoilers out regarding our preview tomorrow, but I think you and I thought this was kind of an open and shut case when it comes to Stadium Stampede 2. I've subsequently then gone and spoken to people like Andy Murray, and he's put a lot of doubt in my mind. Is this the last, t- last time we might see the inner circle together? Um, I think they certainly want you to think that. Hmm. And then they're going to do the happy ending. I think there's more to this Pinnacle Inner Circle story. They haven't even run through the individual combinations. I'm thinking of this pragmatically, right? Or practically, sorry. We haven't seen FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. We haven't seen MGF versus Guevara. We haven't seen the stipped up MGF versus Chris Jericho match because the first one was like a friendly chess game, if you like. Um, I think that the inner circle are going over on Sunday and we'll get some kind of stipped up rubber match for the Faction v Faction trilogy. And we'll at last see some of those like awesome looking combinations. Mm. Um, ahead of it but I think that this will remember the the Cinderella thing with Paige and Omega don't know what you've got till it's gone that they did before oh yeah I think this might be something akin to a music video introduced by Bischoff or Bischoff doing some kind of it's like this weird question and ask her that's his deal in <laughs> AW bizarre like it's it's not bad but it's, I, I would say it's inessential, but, you know, he's got an audience and he feels like the star and he'll get buzz by appearing on the show. I think either he'll do some kind of heart-wrenching video with the idea being, oh, this might be the last time you see them. And then in theory, hey, then I'll well on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or Eric Bischoff and his weird guys as question on Asuka. What do you think of this? Here's another question for you. What are you doing this for? You might just do it. What's your favorite moments from the inner circle? And then they'll do something like that. I don't know, man. Bischoff should be playing heel on that company if he has to do anything. That wasn't me. I can't remember who said on Twitter, but it was like, I don't want to see Elder Statesman Bischoff. Mm. It's great at being a dick. Like you'd think AEW, who are so in touch with like the wrestling world, would think, oh, I'm so much better off playing a dick. Is yeah. Eric so he's not going to do that. Um, unless he's turned heel because he still hates Jericho. I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather have the pinnacle just be in a circle, to be honest, a big heat angle, but it doesn't feel like we're getting that. Yeah. Weird yeah. dynamite, this man. It is it's a weird it, one. It feels like they've not thrown in the towel, but it does feel like Hamlin Page versus Janela has to absolutely ban and some of these angles have to be better on paper than the are because it just feels so obligatory. There's an obligatory flavour to this. Mm. I think I will enjoy the celebration of the inner circle because it will remind me of all the stuff that I fell in love with. Uh, you know, the bubbly bunch and all that bollocks from a while. Honestly, the witch's hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of my favourite things on AW Dynamite history there. I absolutely loved it. For some reason, that's what I remember around that as well. Uh, obviously, we're only feuding earlier on with Cody, and be furiously going, I bought a ticket! I bought a ticket! Just, just yeah, great stuff. And, uh, you know, represented as, like, 
These were the baby faces all along, guys. It would be very interesting. I think, yeah, Bischoff, it's a it's intriguing to see what they do with him. I think maybe he's babyface, babyface, babyface. He's not going to explicitly turn heel, but I think Jericho is going to go, who do you reckon wins on Sunday? And he's going to go, obviously the pinnacle. And Jericho is going to blow his top at that point. But yeah, an intriguing episode of Dynamite on a, on a surreal Friday evening, chock full of wrestling. Let us know your thoughts uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. Will there be a, an AW Dynamite review tomorrow? Not from the two of us, but there might be. Who bloody knows? Regardless, uh, we are going to be previewing uh, AW Double or Nothing in a podcast that goes out tomorrow. And we'll be reviewing the show in time uh, because of a bank holiday in England on Monday. Apologies. Do it instead of the Raw preview. Yeah. Oh, Christ, no, I haven't said the Raw review. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, what a... So we're going to review Raw on Tuesday and review Double or Nothing. Chalk and cheese if you ever if you ever did see it. Uh, but there will be a live stream for Double or Nothing uh, on our YouTube channel, What Culture Wrestling, of course, uh, with one Adam Nicholas and one Ben Roy Turner. So make sure you don't miss that. But uh, enjoy AEW Dynamite tonight. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. This has been the AEW Dynamite preview. Thank you for joining us. And we... We'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.